You're listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number 118. In this episode, I talk about how to have time for anything you want to do. Welcome to The Sigrun Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. Today I talk about time. So many online entrepreneurs and aspiring business owners tell me that they don't have time to grow their business. They especially mention not having time to market their business and grow their list, but also to create an online course or write a book. It's time you find out how you can find the time for anything you want to do. And if you're ready to turn your passion to profits, then go and grab free access to the seven stages of a profitable online business by going to signal.com forward slash 118. There, you'll also find the show notes of this episode. We all have 24 hours, but somehow some people seem to get a lot more done than others. And too many complain about not having time. I want you to promise me one thing right now. Stop saying you don't have time. Because... You do. We all have time. The question is, what are we using it for? I think we can agree that we all need to sleep. And most research shows that a grown-up person needs about seven to eight hours of sleep. I would actually argue that a few of us need a bit more sleep because I can easily sleep nine or even ten hours. Most of the time, I sleep at least eight hours, and you probably need eight hours too. Ariana Huffington wrote the book, The Sleep Revolution, after noticing a disturbing trend that most of us are not getting enough sleep. According to scientists, we now know that sleep is not a wasted time. Sleep is a time of intense neurological activity, a rich time of renewal, memory consolidation, brain and neurochemical cleansing, and cognitive maintenance. When we get a good night's sleep, our sleeping time is as valuable as the time when we are awake. In fact, getting the right amount of sleep enhances the quality of every minute we spend awake. Therefore, you should make it your absolute priority to get enough sleep. As a night owl, I can attest that this has got nothing to do with when you go to bed. To be honest, I am very tired of hearing how everyone needs to be a morning person to be successful. What a bunch of bullshit. I see myself as a successful person, a person who sets a goal and achieves it again and again. And that's how I define success. You can be a morning person or an evening person. The key is to get enough sleep. 
You can go to bed late if you can sleep in in the morning. If you have to get up early because of commitment you have, you have to get to bed early. I tend to go to bed around midnight and sometimes later when I'm feeling particularly creative or want to finish something I just started. And when I go to bed later, I wake up later in the morning. Actually, I have started to plan my meetings to start at 10 a.m. instead of 8 or 9 a.m. like I used to do to accommodate for my need to sleep longer in the morning. And this is increasing my quality of life. Assuming you sleep eight hours, we have about 16 hours left. I don't know about you, but I like to take it slowly in the morning, probably because I'm not a morning person. So I give myself at least an hour to have a shower, to have breakfast and read the news. I'm a news addict and I've been reading the news since I was six years old. And I really like to catch up on what's going on around the world. And I don't get this information from social media. No, I have a news reader on my iPad that I grab in the morning to read the news. I try to avoid social media in the morning. And yes, I sometimes grab my phone when I'm waking up, still lying in bed. Possibly you doing that too. And then I just scroll through the newsfeed and suddenly I realized that it's been half an hour and I'm still lying in bed and I haven't gotten up. And this is a bad habit. It's a truly bad habit. So when I can just get up and take a shower and have breakfast and read the news and not go on social media, I actually have a lot better day. I'm going to get to social media anyway, but Waiting one or two hours, it's not going to change anything. There is no alarm bells going off where you urgently need to be on social media. If you have a team and there's something going on in your business, your team can call you or they can send you a text message. And that's probably something you could check early in the morning, but you don't need to go on social media. That's for sure. So taking this time in the morning is important. And the same applies for the evening. You should wind down after you stop working at your computer or even if you're watching TV. I have this habit, especially when I'm working really late, that of course, after I work at the computer, I go straight to bed. And that's not good. You know this blue light that comes from the computer screen? It comes actually from TVs too, but the computer screens are worse because they're so close to your eyes. And when you take this blue light with you and go to bed, you're not going to have a good sleep because the light is disturbing you. Still, few hours in after you have walked away from your computer screen. So if you can take that time, one or two hours, just like in the morning to wind down, possibly have some discussions, read a book or, you know, just walk around your home and maybe you need to clean up something or... Just take that time to wind down and not go straight to bed from your computer. Then you're going to have a much better sleep. And we're still talking of sleep. You see, sleep is so important that it kind of sets the tone for everything else in your life. If you don't have a good sleep, your days are not going to be so good. And you know that. 
So the winding down is as important as taking your time in the morning. And if you are a person who likes to do meditation or read a book, you can either do it in the morning or in the evening, whatever fits you, or maybe both. But just take that time for you to slow down, wind on, or start your day slowly like I need to do. And then we have about 12 hours left if I'm calculating with two hours in the morning and two hours in the evening. Yeah, there's 12 hours left where you can do anything you want to do. But I guess you need to eat too. Yeah, it's not enough to sleep. And I calculate one hour with lunch. That hour can be spent cooking and eating or like I do it, I walk to the local shop. Takes about me five minutes to walk there. I have to get my salad there and then I walk back. So overall 15, 20 minutes and then I still have 40 minutes to have my salad, catch up on news again. I know I'm a total news addict and I feel really relaxed and not rushed and I can go back to my desk and I've been outside for a few minutes and just that kind of clears out things that have been going on in the morning and makes me ready for the afternoon. And then I calculate two hours for dinner. Now, that's great if you want to cook. Lately, I've not been cooking much because I tend to have a lot of meetings late into the evening. But when I cook, it's also enough time. And I like to calculate a lot more time for dinner than lunch because that's a time where I like to have nice discussions with my family. Uh, most of the time alone with my husband and often with my stepson as well. And I just want to have that slow time, not thinking about work or anything. And now when I'm spending a lot of time in Iceland, I also have the time to drive over to my parents' place, spend time with my mother and father, and then go back. And that's typically two hours. And it's just important to uh, use this time where you can be with your family. And if you're alone, you know, use this time to read a book as well or do something that kind of uh, is not work necessarily. And now we have nine hours left for you to do anything you want to do. Well, we haven't calculated with activity. So sleeping and eating is not enough and then you're sitting at the desk most of the day and that's not so good for you. If you can have a standing desk, that's great. I have one from Ikea, it's quite affordable and it's fantastic. And I've uh, laid out the cables and everything in a way that I can easily raise the table whenever I need it. But I still sit a lot and most of the time. So you and I, we need to take care of our health. And I must say, I see it happened to a lot of entrepreneurs and this has happened to me, that I get so consumed in my work that I totally forget to take care of myself. And even though I have it in my calendar to do a daily walk, I sometimes skip it. I work through that hour or I just don't go out. And it's kind of difficult, especially when I'm in Iceland, because it's icy, the streets are icy. So I can't do my walk. Yes, and I have these steel things on my shoes and still then you cannot really do a brisk walk and that's what I need. I really want to walk fast and without the worry of falling on my face. 
So then I need to go to the fitness studio, do something else. And I've been a little bit lazy doing that. But when I'm in Switzerland, they don't have icy streets. They clear them up very nicely. Or it's just snowy and that's fine. You can still do a brisk walk on the snow. But take that time. You need to move at least 30 minutes a day. And the reason why I block a one hour in my calendar is that it just takes me time to kind of stand up for my desk, change clothes because I will not go for a walk in a dress or a skirt. And I go for a walk and the walk is typically 30, 35, 40 minutes. And then I come back and I need to possibly change clothes again and then drink water or have a tea or something. So I'm not too rushed. If there's anything I don't like is being rushed, you know, in the morning, lunchtime, or when I do this activity, when I start to rush, it kind of comes with me into my next meeting and I don't want that. So I'm really careful on that rushing myself. So one hour for activity, make sure you block that into your calendar. I've also started to do private yoga. Oh, that's wonderful. So you may not have the financial means or the opportunity like I have to do private yoga, but if you cannot go out and do a brisk walk or go to the fitness studio, you can easily do something on your home. I know a lot of great membership sites, for instance, for Pilates or yoga, or you can find videos on YouTube where you can do this activity on your own at home. I was fortunate enough to have a client who's been working with me for two, possibly three years now, and she offered me a free yoga session, a private yoga session at my home in Switzerland. And of course I said yes for this wonderful gift. And I loved it so much that now we have continued. And since I'm traveling so much this year, we only do one session a month at my home, face to face. And the rest of the sessions is on Zoom. And yes, it's only once a week, so it's not enough activity, but just doing something like that once a week plant a seed for the rest of the week. It makes you more conscious about your posture. It makes me more wanting to do something else the other days where I don't have those sessions. And I'm just more thinking about my health and my body in this context. So if you can do anything that kind of fosters that, I highly recommend you do. And then we have 10 hours left, 10 hours where you can do anything you want to do. I love to bring in continuous education at this point, because if you use the remaining hours that we have calculated now just for work and you don't educate yourself, you don't use time for personal growth or to learn something new for your business, then it's going to be difficult to grow your business or become a better person or experience growth and contribution. And one hour, it could be 30 minutes. It doesn't have to be an hour. I just calculate here with an hour because we're trying to be a bit flexible on the time. You could carve out a lot less time for all these activities I've mentioned so far, but I want to be realistic. So one hour a day, this could be reading a book. This could be doing an online course that you bought, but this could also be participating in a mastermind group that you're already in and you're just helping others in the group, which I think is also part of personal growth and continuous education. Or if you need to learn a new software tool or you have to you know, brush up your expertise on Facebook ads, anything like that is continuous education. And 30 to 60 minutes a day is kind of mandatory if you are in online business. 
And you know what's left for us? Seven hours of dedicated work time. Yeah, we're left with seven hours. And I was just looking at my calendar as I was preparing for this episode. And yes, typically I have seven hours of dedicated work time. And yes, sometimes there are days where I do more because I am in promotion mode, I'm preparing a campaign, or I wasted some time during uh, my day and I have to catch up in the evening. Yes, this does happen. Nobody's perfect. But typically, I have seven hours of dedicated working time when I look at all my meetings and the times I've blocked for podcast recordings and other things I need to do. What I feel like would need more time, yeah, we all want more time, is to write emails and things like that. But that's a part of building and growing my team and not necessarily a part of me not finding time. And that's where I want to make a distinction. Yes, I need more time, just like you. But then it's a question, is it time to get help? Is it time to hire an assistant? Is it time to focus only on the things that you can do and have everything else outsourced. So I am working really hard on that with my team and growing my team so that I don't feel that I don't have time because it's just a feeling we all have time. And if you can really put seven hours of dedicated work time, I'm putting dedicated work time, not wasting on social media, but dedicated work time, then you can definitely grow your business. Now, listening to this, you might think, well, I have young children, so this is not reasonable for me. Well, there are many things you can do. Of course, you can deduct possibly two or three hours from the seven hours dedicated work time, but there should still be time left for you to do dedicated work. And I come from a country, Iceland, where it is normal that women work full-time jobs, just like men. And why shouldn't they? Okay, so what's happened with the kids? Well, most kids go to kindergarten eight hours a day. And to us in Iceland, this is normal. And maybe you come from a country where you find this horrible. But I'm telling you, it's time that you claim your time and think about how you want to live your life. And you are doing it for your children too. So you can find time to build your business and be a good mother and have a great family. Yes, it's possible. I have stepsons, so yes, I don't spend so much time with children every single day, but I know it's possible. I know it's from my clients. I know it from my parents who had their own business that it's absolutely possible and You have great children that see you as someone that makes their dreams come true. You can get an au pair, you can get a nanny, and you can find ways possibly to split times with some other mother who is also building their business. Maybe you take care of her child one day and she takes care of yours the other day, and then you have more dedicated time in one go. You have to create blocks of time to be effective. And... If you're finding yourself getting lost, try out the Pomodoro technique where you block time in your calendar, then you close all social media and you put your timer on your phone or on your computer to 20 minutes. 
And when you can easily do 20 minutes, go up to 30 minutes. And when you can do 30 minutes, do 40 minutes. And when you can do 40 minutes, you can do 50 minutes. But you shouldn't actually do more than 50 minutes because then you should stand up and take a break for 10 minutes. Walk around your home or go out for five minutes or get water, stand, walk around, move. Move your hands out of the box that we tend to be in when we work at the computer. You can find time. It's actually amazing how we can find time for anything we want to do. Even if we feel we don't have it when we first started to think about it. Whatever the constraint is for you, like having small children or having a full-time job, you have time. I want to give you an example of few years ago, actually it's almost 10 years ago now, I was a CEO of a software company. First I had about 20 something employees and went up to 43 because we migrated with another company, had a merger, had a so-called merger. And even during the merger, I was also studying executive MBA in London. I would fly every second weekend to London to study for two days and then fly back. And since Iceland has only one or two flights a day to London, at least it did at the time, it has totally changed now. Now they probably have 10 flights a day. I would have to fly in on Thursday afternoon and fly back on Sunday. So there were almost three and a half days gone for me going to London every second weekend. And I had a full-time job. And as a CEO, full-time job is not working eight hours a day. No, full-time job is working eight hours, going home, having dinner, and then checking again on email and making sure you don't have a big backlog the next day. So possibly I had more like a 10-hour job, to be honest, and then I was studying on top. And is this possible? Yes. I didn't waste my time on TV or social media, and it's absolutely possible. I had fantastic grades from London Business School, And I was doing a great job doing a merger, merging two companies together at the same time. So when somebody tells me I cannot do this because I have small children or I have full-time job, I understand that you will say that. But to me, that's just an excuse in your head. You will find and you can find time if you just want to. It's about having priorities. I can give you many more examples. I'm going to give you at least two more. I have a home in Iceland, as I have mentioned. I come from Iceland. I packed one suitcase in 2008 to move in with my now husband in Switzerland. And I left my home in Iceland with all the clothes, books, CDs, everything, and decided to use it as a vacation home, so to speak. So we've been there in the summer and uh, Christmas, and sometimes I go alone for one week or a weekend to spend more time with my family in Iceland. But overall, I was not spending more than three months a year in Iceland. But I was getting increasingly frustrated about not decluttering. I still had the clothes there, the books, the CDs, and everything was getting a little bit old. The furniture was getting old too, and I was starting to feel a bit uncomfortable in my own home. And yes, it was a second home, but still, I wanted to feel good in my second home too. But this year, 
something happened. My father got sick. He got cancer in May. And because I have a business where I can work whenever and wherever, I decided to basically move to Iceland this year. Well, I at least decided to cancel all conferences or all meetings that I didn't feel I had to do. And I live about 50% of the time in Iceland right now. And most of the time I'm there alone because as you will also understand, I want to spend time with my father now, as much time as possible. And if my family is around, then uh, I don't have that dedicated time. So most of the time they're not there with me, but they were spending whole summer with me and they will be there with me on Christmas. And my husband paid me a surprise visit just two weeks ago in Iceland as well. But you know the thing with the frustration, with the decluttering, became really bad. I would actually arrive at my home and feel out of place somehow, uncomfortable. And the frustration was also with myself of not having taken care of that place and treating it secondary. And now I was spending so much time there that I felt I needed to do some changes. And I bought a new sofa. My old sofa was 17 years old and it was a bit used and it was actually a sofa for just two people. And my stepsons are now quite big. They are taller than myself. And a two-seater sofa was not good enough for us. So we needed one with at least four seats. And I buy this one sofa and suddenly I'm totally inspired to finally work on decluttering this home. I asked my mom to help me with the first cupboard just because I had found so hard to start to do this. But once I got started, it was so easy. And I'm not completely done. I'm about 67% there. I will finish it next time. We're going to be there, all of us, over Christmas to kind of finish that up. And I'm already feeling a thousand times better spending time there. I'm going to be sharing pictures of my new home office soon, and you're going to see the difference. I hope I have some old pictures as well to show you the before and after, but just that feeling of feeling good, throwing away old things and you don't even have to get new things. You just feel a lot better. It feels like old stories or old things. They're just in your way of personal growth and business growth. Anyways, it's interesting how I never had time for this project. I never had time. Hmm. Of course I had time. It was just not a priority. And it was a priority because I was spending a lot of time there and I was frustrated. And I was a bit upset with myself of not making this a priority. And I was super busy. Well, busy is another word we shouldn't be using, like not having time. But I was doing a lot in my business and I was spending two, three hours a day with my father to be with him. And I still had time to declutter my home on my own. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? How you suddenly just find the time when it's more pressing. And yes, when I went all into the decluttering project, some things dropped off that I had planned to do. Maybe I wrote an email later than I was planning to do my business, but the business did not break down. It was just me making different priorities. And it's an absolute priority also how you treat your surroundings, how your home office looks like. And it's a complete game changer. And I think I'm going to see the benefit of this months and years to come. Yes, it's just all about making priorities. 
I have another example for you. Two, three years ago, my grandfather died. He was 90 years old, so I wouldn't say there was a lot of sadness. He died very peacefully, had really kind of had a good life. And when it came to all his things, I was giving the slides. Luckily, not all the slides. He had like several thousand slides, and many of them were not so relevant for us. Safari trips to Africa, where he went there with his wife, not my grandmother. But I got the slides that were most important to my family, where we were in the picture, or it was somehow relating to our family story. And I promised to scan these slides, and I would do that. I didn't say when, but I took the slides with me from Iceland to Switzerland, because that's where I have my good scanner, which is specifically equipped with a slide scanner. And what happened to the slides? They went to the cupboard. And I would see them from time to time and always think I have don't have time to do this. I'm too busy in my business, or if I'm not doing my business, I want to spend time with my family. I don't have time to scan in the slides. Hmm. Interesting. I don't have time because I'm just telling you we have time for everything. Now, my dad got sick in May and suddenly I had time to scan in the slides. It was not because I had more time. It was because it was suddenly a priority. My dad has terminal cancer and I wanted him to see those slides. I didn't want him to not see them. And I wouldn't have the conscious of not having scanned the slides and letting him see them. So it gets very emotional sharing this with you, that some of these things that we postpone, we are just using the excuse that we don't have time. But when it becomes suddenly more important for us, we are very frustrated, like me with the decluttering, or in this case with the slides, suddenly some life event reminds me that we're not going to live forever. And if something is important to you, you can make it happen and you will find the time. So if it's important for you to build your business, if that's your mission, your passion, if it's your dream to build your business, then you have the time. You just need to make it a priority. Too many people tell me that they don't have time to do this or that. And I just say, you haven't made it a priority yet. The question is, when are you going to make it a priority? Because you have time just like me. Ready to turn your passion into profits? Get free access to the seven stages of a profitable online business by going to signal.com forward slash 118. There, you'll also find show notes of this episode. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share, subscribe, and give the show a review on iTunes. See you in the next episode.